You are listening to The Tish with Rabbi Michael Knopf, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about Rabbi Michael Knopf, please visit MikeKnopf.com. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. I don't need to tell you, I'm sure, that this has been a particularly difficult, particularly brutal summer from the point of view of the news cycle. From deaths and protests and riots at home to conflict and bloodshed in our homeland to raging conflicts in Syria and Iraq, real brutality being perpetrated in Iraq that has hit home in a number of ways for many of us. It's been a hard summer. Ebola in Africa, conflicts raging in other areas of Africa and the Middle East. It's been a hard summer. And so if you're like me, you're tempted in a news environment like we have to just simply turn off the news, to just stop reading the paper because there's so much pain, there's so much suffering, there's so much terrible news happening in the world. It doesn't really pay to carry the emotional burden of it all and so we just click it off. And in part we click it off because of a sense of resignation, a sense of despair. The world is totally broken. No attempt to repair it has thus far been successful. And so I could keep on watching the news, but the news is only going to depress me. It's only going to show me how bad things are, and it's going to depress me because I have nothing that I'm able to do myself or in my community with a group of people that, uh, that, that I gather together. I have nothing that I'm able to do to fix it, to repair it. Our Torah portion this morning talks about that mentality, that phenomenon that drives us when the world gets tough, that drives us away from the world, that drives us to divert our eyes and say, you know what, no more, I'm not even going to pay attention to it, I'm just going to put blinders on and focus on my life, because my life I can have a semblance of control over, my community maybe I can have a semblance of control over, my kids I can enjoy, I'll live my life, I'll be happy, I'll go to work, I'll uh, hang out with friends. I'll take the kids to soccer practice, and I'll just block out all of the noise that's happening around the world. And so in our Torah portion this morning, we are told that if you see your neighbor has lost an object, and they're searching for it, you must get up and help your neighbor find that lost object. It echoes another commandment that we have in, in the book of Exodus. It says, when you see your enemy's ox or ass crushed under its burden on the side of the road, you have to join in with your even your enemy and help them lift up their animal that is crushed under its burden. And our Torah portion this week puts it, and I think 
pithy and absolutely beautiful language. Perhaps one of my favorite verses in all the Torah. It says, Lo tuchal lehit alem. Lo tuchal lehit alem. Which means literally, you may not look away. You may not look away. And it's even maybe stronger than that. Lo tuchal lehit alem is more like, you cannot look away. Not only are you not allowed to look away, but you need to physically force yourself that if there's a a problem happening in your community, in your world, you cannot choose to ignore it. You cannot choose to look away. Buried in this is the assumption that we have the capacity to help people, to help other people, even our enemies, solve problems. That we have the power, if we want, to change the world. We have the power to stop bad things from happening or to fix our world in a way that, it, that disables horrors and tragedies and wars from occurring in the future. There's another passage in our Torah that talks about uh, what happens in the case of a rape of a woman. And there are two circumstances entertained in that somewhat troubling portion in the Torah. In one case, it says, if a woman claims to be raped in the city, and another one is if a woman claims to be raped in the countryside. And if a woman claims to be raped in the city, the Torah says we don't believe her. It's interesting. And if a woman claims to be raped in the countryside, we do believe her. Also interesting. So what accounts for that discrepancy? And the commentators pick up on this and point out and they say, the presumption of the Torah, this is amazing, the presumption of the Torah is that if the act occurred in the city, no doubt the woman would have cried out and everybody would have come and rushed to her defense. And so if it happened in the city and that didn't happen, the presumption is that it was actually consensual. If it happened in the country, on the other hand, you can't make that presumption because nobody's around. But look at the society that the Torah envisions the Jews to have. That's really the point I want to get to. The presumption of the kind of society that the Torah wants the Jews to have is one in which when somebody cries out, we don't look away and say, that's not my problem. We don't hear it and say, oh, somebody else will handle it. Right? Remember the Kitty Genovese story from the 1970s? where Kitty Genovese comes home from, uh, from work late at night and is attacked in the alley near her apartment. And everybody in her apartment building, they're interviewed later by the police. They hear the cries. They hear the attacks. And none of them does anything because everybody says, okay, well, this is loud. Something's going on down there, but it's not my problem. It's not my responsibility. And the person next door, if they're so worried, they'll handle it. And I don't want to overwhelm the police, so I'm not going to call the police. The person next door will do it. right? And the Torah presumes that that's not the kind of society that Jews have and that Jews will build. Jews will build, it presumes, the kind of society in which if somebody cries out, we hear it and we stop it. Because lo tuchal lehit alem, you are not allowed to look away. At the close of our Torah portion this week, we learn about the attack of Amalek, a nomadic, warmongering tribe that attacked the Jews in the wilderness soon after they left Egypt. 
And the term that the Torah uses to describe the attack is asher korcha baderech, which is usually translated something like they happened upon you on your way out from Egypt. But the word korcha, many of the commentators in the Midrash point out, has many connotations and could mean a lot of different things. It could mean happening, like ikre, it happens, or it could mean something like car, cold. And many of the commentators say that is what Amalek did and what Amalek represents. The enemy of Amalek is an enemy of coldness, of rigidity, of a lack of passion and enthusiasm for helping to make the world better. And so the Hasidic commentators turn that story of Amalek from a historical drama into an interpersonal one and a personal one. They say that we, each of us, represents a microcosm of the world. And Amalek is that portion inside of us, that portion in our hearts, that voice in our heads that is car, that is cold, that says to us when something's happening in the world that needs repair, that needs fixing, when something is broken, that says to us, ah, forget about it. Just do your thing. Just go to school, go to work. Hang out with your friends, go to a restaurant, go to the movies, don't look at the newspaper, don't worry about it. That, the Hasidic masters say, is the Amalek inside of us that is making us car, that is making us cold. And the response our Torah offers is to repeat inside of ourselves to that banging war drum of Amalek inside that says, be cold, be dispassionate, stay out of it. The Torah reminds us, Lo tuchal lehit alem. You may not look away. The world is in a state of disrepair and brokenness. We all know it. But instead of looking at the news and saying nothing can be done and it's beyond repair and then turning off the news, we have an opportunity and we are called to do tikkun olam, to repair the world, to not look away and indeed engage. Because never believe that a group of small but committed people can't do anything to change the world. In fact, they are the only ones who ever have. Shabbat Shalom. <laughs>